Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Aramondo. My name is Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt and Emily. Hey, guys. That Mom. was me the whole time. That voice you heard, that was me. That whole voice. The whole time. No. Um, um, you didn't even notice that I stole part of your intro. <laughs> I know, because I, I wasn't going to say anything about it, because I knew you were doing it, because you don't want me to keep doing my weird uh, background noise. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or I knew it would take the entirety. You haven't even finished the, the last round of extend, extending your phrase, so. <laughs> well, listeners. Listeners, mm -hmm. I'm talking to you exclusively, not to Matt anymore. I'll stop listening. Listeners, you were listening to a podcast. A podcast is this like it's like a it's like a radio show, but it's on it's on like a phone. You know, he Matt, Matt has taken out his earphones, and he should keep them out because it's not meant for him. And listen, Matt and I are friends, and we drink tea, and that's really what the core of this podcast is about: tea and friendship. Also, Matt has a topic I've not heard of it. Matt is playing the switch; he's ignoring me. I'm so happy. Um, uh, you know, and listen. Matt's topic surprised me, hence TBD. That is everything. And I'm done. Matt, you can listen again. <laughs> Matt, I know I told you not to listen, but listen to me saying that you can listen again. I saw your Matt, lips. Matt, Matt, come back. I saw your lips. Uh, yeah, just wishing on some wishing on some shooting stars in Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, I know this isn't quite the check-in yet, but I was wishing on some stars. I'm wearing my fairy tale outfit in the game. Listeners. October, I guess. <laughs> listeners, this is for you guys exclusively, not for Matt. Again, Matt, stop listening. Matt is talking about Animal Crossing. Matt, you may listen again. Hello. Um, so, uh, you told them all what the podcast is about. I hope you weren't listening, but yes, I did. That was a question. You told oh, them yes, it was yes, all I did. No, I absolutely yeah, yeah. did. I absolutely did. Um, okay, great. So then we can move on. Um, how are you? <laughs> Is that how we start these? <laughs> what do we do? Uh, I think we just chit chat. I have a pumpkin. Oh, um, like IRL? <laughs> like a literal, like a gourd is in your apartment? Yeah. Uh, can I see it? No. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god, it's heavy. It's not even that big. Wow. But that costs you like five bucks? Um, I guess, yeah. Not I guess. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it says five bucks on it, everyone. <laughs> it, was, it was, it's eight pounds or less, so. Um, for what purpose did you buy this? Just to have it in your apartment? Or are you going to carve it? Or is it for school? Or for a, a yet another purpose that I did not list? What, okay, what are some other reasons we could have a pumpkin? Uh, you could turn it into a pie. Okay, I could turn it into a pie. You I could... could... Oh, I am going to bake the pumpkin seeds. That's true. There you go. That's um, exactly it. You can paint it. You can paint it. You could drop it off uh, out your window and try to hit some on the head. That's true. Um, you could just really like the color orange. Mm. Uh, I went apple picking this weekend. Well. You got a medium size. Instead of a large bag, you could get either two $5 pumpkins or one $10 pumpkin. So I got two $5 pumpkins. And I'm going to um, I'm going to take them to school, and the kids are going to carve them, and I'm going to have pumpkin seeds. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, well, that answers that. <laughs> um. uh, did I answer all the things you could do with a pumpkin? I'm not going to make a pumpkin pie out of it. Um, listen, there are, for my money, infinite things you could do with a pumpkin, but I think we listed all the big ones. You um, can make tea out of it. Okay. Do you know most, I feel like most, most pumpkin pie, uh, the canned stuff is actually like squash. It's like not pumpkin. Yeah, I did a lot. Um, this is not for Emily, this is for the listener. The listener, did you know that most of the time canned pumpkin is actually just squash? There you go. Come on back, Emily. Uh, I did not listen to, I truly did not listen to any of that. Um, and 
uh, Ma- Matt waved me back. He yep. waved me back. Um, I, I did the I did the wave, if you will. Update about my pumpkin. A little fly landed on it. Go away, fly. Wow, you should call that pumpkin Mike Pence. One of my students is dressing up as a fly, and when you ask him why, he's like, "Do you know that fly that landed on that government?" <laughs> Dude, it's going to be a really popular costume, according to him. Do you know about the fly? Okay, I was just telling my boss, um, let's see, Friday night I played um, Among Us, which is a little fun game, and uh, on Friday I was talking to my boss about um, what I was going to do like on the weekend or whatever, and I mentioned that I was going to play Among Us, and I was sort of explaining it briefly to him. Uh, we, we do a little chit-chat at work <laughs> every once in a while, and I was like, it's pretty, it's pretty popular. It's like the thing right now. It's in. Uh, I told them, like, you should ask your kids about it, which I was, afterwards I was like, way to make this guy seem old that I should tell him to ask his kids about the new hot thing. But lo and behold, a mere, a mere four days after I talked to him, AOC is playing the thing on Twitch. And it's Absolutely like, sure. it's uh, it had like 400,000 people watching it. And I was like, yeah, I was, I told you it's a big freaking deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why- brother wants me to play that game with him and i haven't had time to i should text him mm. someone, someone else, else is someone else on this podcast asked. has asked you to play <laughs> let me finish talking no well uh, there was enough gap there i had to steal it away well i you know what, what can i say <laughs> um, among us friends people are busy sure i'll um, leave if you want me to leave after that uh i can go uh, please do, but um, you've got to, or, you know, I'd love to let you, but you have to sing us into the next uh, segment of the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, no! I almost sang the wrong song! Wow. Tee-tock, tee What are we doing today? We're talking to you today. Wow, I... <laughs> Uh, I'll just be throwing wrenches in the rest of this podcast. <laughs> We're talking tea today, not tomorrow, not yesterday. Matt, did we talk about tea yesterday? Uh, did you and I talk about tea yesterday? Yes, no. But did I talk about tea? That's a different question. I did because I made tea at work. Um, I refuse to talk to you about I tea know. tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. Can you ask me about tea to tomorrow, to Matt? <laughs> Yeah, that text is getting ignored. Mm, feels like um, a lot of my texts. Okay, so Matt texted me earlier in the day about what time we were going to record. And yes, it did take me at least six hours to respond. But in my defense, I literally had no chance. There was no I'm time. Actually, I, I guess I'm more referring to the time I texted you about Among Us and you never responded to me. But... Oh, I thought I us, did respond and say I couldn't. Let us move on. <laughs> I think there was more to the text. Let's move on and discuss... No. Wonderful okay. tea. If you want, you may go text your. You may go check your phone after the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, I, I we know. are drinking butterfly pea flowers by our good friends at Plum Deluxe. Imagine what? Okay, actually, I'm going to read the description in a little bit. I forgot. Butterfly okay. pea flowers. What do you? What does this taste like? What do you get out of it? I haven't had any yet. What do you want me to say? It's been too Uh, hot. It's too hot. Um, Matt, you can take a sip, but I'm also... Matt's taking a sip, but why he's doing that? So the cool thing about butterfly pea flowers, and we've actually had a similar tea like this before, is that when you put lemon in it, it changes from blue. It's an intense blue right now to what I vaguely remember was purple. So I'm going to, and I specifically did this, even though this is an audio medium, I have a lemon wedge, and I'm going to squeeze it in there. Why Matt tells us what he thinks of this tea. Um, I'll say, I, 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 I don't know if I have any lemons, but I, would, I, I really needed to remember this ahead of time. <laughs> um, I... Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Um, so this is an herbal tea, first of all. So there's no, uh, no caffeine, no actual tea in this, or whatever you want to say. No green, no white, no black, no whatever tea. Real um, downside. And yes, when I texted you to drink this tea earlier today, I was sad already that it didn't have caffeine in it. Um, right, so keep going. 
probably would have been the tea we would have drank last week on the podcast, though Emily had specifically asked for a caffeinated tea last week. <laughs> so that's yes, why the one-week delay in this um, particular tea. Um, I, I, I honestly don't really know what I'm tasting. It tastes... Um, doesn't have a very strong taste. I'll say that. Um, Does it give a flowery vibe at all? Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I guess um, it. I guess this is what I would think would happen if you put flowers in water. <laughs> like, like when you put like, um, like when a restaurant just like puts a lemon wedge in your water, or like when they make like that kind of water, what, what do they just put like cucumbers and orange slices in like a pitcher or something like that? <laughs> and it kind of just has like the essence of a, of a flavor, but isn't really like, uh, it still tastes like water. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is, that's sort of what we going on, what we got going on here. <laughs> um, so one, I want to just unpack what you just said. I hate it when people put cucumber in water, cucumber, bad fruit. And yes, it is a fruit. Well, I'm not surprised you're calling it a fruit. I'm surprised you're calling it bad. I hate cucumber. It smells bad. It tastes bad. Get it out of here. Second thing I want to unpack about that. I realized I probably would take a sip out before I put sip of this before I put the lemon in. But I do want to tell the listeners that I it turned my tea purple. It went from a very deep blue to a very deep purple, but it's like a definite change in color. Like, wow. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to show this to you, Matt. Okay, I, I, I take I can, a picture and I can send remember, it to you, but I'm not going. <laughs> what? Nothing, we're just, <clears throat> we're having a momentary lapse oh. of talking over each other. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. Um, I think I can imagine what it looks like. I remember the last time we made this, and I actually have a video of the last time we made uh, a tea that is similar style. So I, I have some idea of, of what it looks like. Um, um, so did you remember, should I have reminded you about the lemon ch color changing thing? I feel bad. At it. Um, you don't have to feel bad you didn't. Um, though if we ever have pea flowers again, yes, I could use a reminder. <laughs> Butterfly pea flowers, yes. I, I, I had completely forgotten about that aspect of it. Okay. Um, Oh, go, 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 go. No, 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 back to you. <laughs> okay. Sipping. Mine tastes like hot lemon water, which I'm not mm. mad about. There's a slight other flavor. There is a slight other flavor. Kind of what I was getting, It's mostly right? hot lemon water. However, again, I think I said this in the last time when we had a butterfly pea flower based tea. It doesn't matter anything about the taste because it changed colors and that's all I needed to do. And it did change colors. Wow. But this is what I, I didn't read the copy specifically, so I could read it now. A magical addition to tea, lemonade, cocktails, and more. Add a pinch of flowers for color changing magic. The addition of lemon, lime, or other hot, high acid fruit will enhance the blue color. I didn't realize this, but this is meant to be added to something else. It's not meant mm -hmm. to be live on its own. It's supposed to be mixed in with other teas or lemonade. I could see it good in lemonade, mostly also it changed colors or like a cocktail. So I don't think it's supposed to have a super big flavor. Um, well, there we go. Well, actually, so if I may, um, I'm going to, uh, oh wait, no, here, <laughs> I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read the whole websites thing. All right, uh, Matt's <clears throat> gonna read the whole websites thing. I'm going to drink my hot lemon water. Thank you for reiterating and setting me up for what I said I was going to do. <laughs> uh, butterfly pea flowers, a magical flower native to Asia, transform any cup of tea or a glass of lemonade into a vibrant blue, vibrant blue hue due to the natural pigments in the, in the tea. The addition of any high acid ingredients such as lemon or lime will increase the wonderful blue hue. Simply add a pinch of flowers to your tea or lemonade when it's brewing and remove when the color pigment you desire is achieved. Or, or create a strongly brewed butterfly pea tea by steeping the flowers in hot water, then add a splash of the blue liquid into your lemonade or cocktail for a color changing twist. We source the flowers directly from Thailand so they are fresh and shipped to you quickly. Um, 
And then there's also this at the bottom. You can also purchase our magical butterfly herbal tea blend for the butterfly pea flowers already blended into a delicious tea. So there you go. There is a version that Plum Deluxe sells that is the tea version. This is not the tea version. <laughs> but listen, I love hot lemon water. Um, this not. This isn't. It's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's, no, it's just, not uh, bad, bad at all. Yeah, it's just a little uh, bizarre, I guess. Um, okay, so um, Emily, should I ask you the question? <laughs> Can I say one thing real quick? Okay. So how often do you dye Easter eggs? Oh, um, used to be every year, <laughs> and now it's never. <laughs> so you know when you dye Easter eggs? Yes. Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell the colors apart when they're in the cup. And you have to, uh, like, do yeah. something to make it stand out. That's the kind of the vibe I'm getting from the color of this tea. Before, it was definitely blue. But it was, like, a really deep blue. So even then, like, you can really only see the blue around the edge. And, like, when I put my spoon in, I mm -hmm. can, like, see the color. When I put my spoon in now, it's so purple. Um, that is a good description. This is very Easter egg blue. <laughs> now, or in your case, Easter egg purple. Mine's still right. blue. Keep, keep going. Um, now okay. you can ask the question, if you would like. Emily. Matt. Do you find this plum deluxe butterfly pea flower, uh, just the flowers, not the tea, to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I, it, listen, I love hot lemon water, um, but also I can't reiterate enough that it changed colors. I watched it change colors. It went from blue to purple, which might not seem that big of a difference, but the liquid changed color. Uh-huh. I, I saw it. I, I'm here. <laughs> so it's my cup of tea. Although it's not a tea at all. It's flowers. My, it's my cup of flowers. Your cup of flowers. Okay. Matt. Okay. Yep. Did you say this? Matt. Hello? Hi, yep, yep, Matt? Yep. Hello? Yep. Um, this butterfly pea flower plum deluxe tea. I have a question for you about it. Are you ready for that question? Matt. Would you say that this butterfly pea flowers are your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? That was my drum roll. Wow. Um, very good. Very well paced. <laughs> um, this is not bad. Uh, it's also not tea. <laughs> and I'd also never make this like... <laughs> I'll drink the rest of what I have here, or maybe I'll save it and put it in lemonade or something, whatever I'm supposed to do with it. Um, but no, it's not my cup of tea. It's not okay. a tea. Okay, I'm gonna go over some things that we could do with this these pea flowers though. Because I do think they're fun. Again, they change colors. I can't reiterate this enough. They change colors. Okay, do you ever make a cocktail with Laura? Yeah. Put these in the, that cocktail. Make a little little cup of tea and pour it in there. See whatever what that, happens. Whatever that cocktail is, just pour it in. Um, Do you have any yeah. plain black teas or plain teas that you want to spice up? Um, I like all my teas. Okay, but uh, you want to spice them up by making them change change colors? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll try this with my. I don't know. I I, I don't have any lemony teas. I have to like get something with a lemon in it. Um, I don't know. What are, are you, what are you going to do with the rest of this? Are you also, are you going to mix it into something? It's a really good question. Um, I could mix it into something. I think I have some planar teas that I could use. Sprinkle it in there. Um, I don't often make cocktails ever, but I could make lemonade. I like lemonade. Um, what do you think about dyeing your pumpkin seeds blue? That's a crazy idea and not a bad one. Uh, listen, I'm crazy and not bad. Um, all right, there we go. One thumb up, one thumb down. Oh, wait, can I just can I follow up and say, 
when I looked at the website to request our teas, I got very excited when I saw this butterfly pea flower one. Because I did like that other tea, and also I really like that it changes colors. I don't know if did I say that before. Um, I didn't realize that it was an addition thing. So I want to apologize to you and to Plum Deluxe for not knowing what I ordered. Um, I think it's funny. Um, and that also Plum Deluxe sells, like when you type in pea flowers, it like has the blend. So like <laughs> when you searched, like there, I don't know, there was like another option that was more of the tea, but it's fine. Um, we should say that we are VIPs or TIPs or something with, um, with Plum Deluxe. And if you wanted to order a tea from them, let me tell you what, you go to plumdeluxe.com. <laughs> I had to make sure it was .com, hence the slowness on the other side of that. Um, go to plumdeluxe.com, find some teas. And when you're ready to check out, type in the VIP code TBD. That's T-E-A-B-D for 10% off your purchase. And that helps support the podcast. You too could have color changing hot tea water. Yeah, but you can order them just so you use organic tea. That you... Um, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Um, okay. Uh, is it uh, time for the checking in? <laughs> checking in. We're check, check, checking in. Hey everyone, we're checking and in. Do we need to check um, have you come home from work recently? I did it today. Wow. And yesterday. Incredible. Um, do you want to know what I did when I got home from work today? What did you do? I got home. I turned on my oven so I could heat up some garlic bread. Wow. I went to my fridge, got out some leftover spaghetti, heated it up, ate my garlic bread and spaghetti wow crazy um okay uh i don't think i have anything yeah. personally to check in on yeah go ahead oh i was gonna say if you've got home from work lately <laughs> um, have you gone out to work at a coffee shop slash tea shop slash place where you can sit for long periods of time <laughs> Uh, I did last week. Um, I've actually, <laughs> the uh, we're three days into this week. Um, well, for uh, just some context, um, all three days this week, uh, I have stayed in my apartment the entire day <laughs> for uh, a good, uh, well, I don't know, I guess grand total, like whatever, like 20 straight hours or something. And then uh, when I figure I am a little... When I, when I realize I need to leave for at least a few minutes, <laughs> I've been going on walks. And I will probably go on a walk after we record this podcast wow, wow, wow. Um, to get my walk in. And uh, yeah, that's that's been my thing because I've been keeping pretty busy, um, not only with work, but just other things. And um, I, uh, yeah, so home, home long time. <laughs> Then I go for night walks. Ooh, and the other great thing about night walks is for like a pretty huge chunk of it, I uh, I go I go maskless because I know I'm on a huge stretch where I'm going to run into zero people. <laughs> uh, it is the uh, it is the Flatbush Avenue stretch of um, along Prospect Park, but not in Prospect Park, <laughs> and. Um, it's great because I know nobody's going to be there, especially at like nine o'clock on a Tuesday. There's no people on that entire walk. And that's pretty great. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. It's nice. It's nice to do that little stretch of my life. <laughs> I really like it at work when um, the kids go away for a little bit and I can take my mask off for a little bit. But then yeah. I like it when they come back and I have to put my mask on because I like hanging out with them. Mm. Being a teacher is fun. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, so that's also checking on masks, I guess. There yeah, I was. I was gonna. I meant to say that, but then I didn't. Didn't want to interrupt you. Um, I don't think I have anything to check in with you about. You haven't started reading Order of the Phoenix, right? I don't know how I would. I don't have it. You could buy it. Mm, sounds weird. Uh, I did buy two other books. 
That's what's keeping me busy. Have you read them? I am largely through one of them, and the other one I have what? not started. What book? I'm reading Ender's Game. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. Uh, it's I I got a I was told to read it um, ten years ago. <laughs> that and uh, my brothers, Christopher yeah. Ray Riggins. Shouts to Christopher. Um, that is the book he recommends the most. Well. Well, I'm reading it, and I I heard it. I, I had been it had been recommended to me. I heard it is good. It so far is pretty good. I'm like halfway through it, probably something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can already see its influences on uh, later things that have been written. <laughs> um, one might even say some of the game aspects of it are what probably influenced uh, Quidditch to be a, such a major theme in Harry Potter. If I had a Throw out I don't a guess think there. Quidditch is a major theme in Harry Potter. It's a part of Harry Potter, but it's not theme. I, I think I think it illustrates themes. That's maybe what I mean to say. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I could. I, I have more thoughts about that, but let's not let us not bore the listener about my thoughts on literature. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. And I'm not buying that book. So if you ever want to let me borrow it, that's how I'll read it. But. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, okay, Matt. Would you say that we're checking out of the check-in? I would agree with that. Yes. Goodbye, check-in. Okay. Let's. Uh, last week, I talked about getting home from work. This week, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Was any of it as important as what is about to happen? No, because Matt's topic is right now, and it's what this whole episode has been building to. So everyone. If you're in your car, be safe. If you're at home, great. If you're falling asleep, do what you need to do. But drum rolls, please, for Matt's topic. Matt, what is your topic? Well, I have had a lot of specific topics over the last little bit of time. And um, I have wanted to do a little bit more of a conceptual one. Uh, meaning, you know, I'm going to throw it out there and we can just sort of discuss um, and my topic is uh, acquiring a new skill, uh, much like people in these in this social distance time getting used to, say, working from home or learning how to use Zoom or things of that nature, or maybe you're just have a lot of time to kill and you've picked up a guitar and you've learned how to learned and or relearned how to play it or just any old thing uh, that you, that, that again, this is not about social distancing. This is just about any time, but you know, right now is the time to um, acquire new skills, I think. Um, just sort of that concept of, of, uh, of out of either boredom or interest, you know, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be for work, but it could be for work, who knows? Um, but yeah, the idea of acquiring a new skill. I feel like that. Interesting. Um, I'm. I think I said this right before the podcast, and it's in, a phrase that's in my head. But uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Wow. Matt. Yeah. What? You know, listen. This is a great topic because, and I think at this time, when we've been kind of stuck at home for a really long time, because our government has woefully mismanaged the pandemic. But, um. Have you used this time, as many others have had, to acquire a new skill or reacquire an old skill? <laughs> uh, well, for a while, I was trying to relearn guitar, but that's, that's where that example came from, although I fell off the wagon a little bit on that one. The I did skill know that you at one point were doing that, and I thought that's why you had used it as an example. But apparently, mm -hmm. you, dro you dropped off of it. Keep going. Yes. Uh, however, I have been working on yet another skill, which is what inspired the topic to occur. Okay, I'm timing out. Sorry, it just did it again. What? It, it, you switched, you switched. I can hear you out of my computer now. Oh. And I didn't wanna, sorry. Okay, try talking, oh no. Try talking. Uh, test, test, test. Can you hear me? No. Okay, it fixed itself. I don't know what I did. Weird. Okay, sorry. I just don't want to F up the audio halfway through. 
I, okay. Hopefully you didn't F it up. <laughs> um, I have a new skill that I have been uh, sort of uh, working on, or I realized that I have um, added to uh, a particular skill set that I, I, I'm not very good at. And um, the thing I've been working on um, recently is that I am putting together my next uh, my next sketch comedy video. And uh, you know what that takes um, is, um, you know, you write the sketch, which uh, I already had, that was already a skill I had. <laughs> um, and then you have to film and edit that sketch. And that filming and that editing part are the two parts I've really been working on, um, which I actually, the first of my recent sketches came out in March, say just just before the pandemic. So uh, not a totally acquired skill from, from this, this time. However, uh, my new sketch is, um, which I will plug uh, more specifically later, but um, a, a very, very heavily edited piece of material. Mm. And so I'm bas I basically been watching a lot of uh, YouTube channel uh, or YouTube videos on like how to do a thing. Like, how do you do this thing? How do you do this thing? And it's, uh, you know, I'm not a video editor um, by any uh, trade or anything. I mean, I've, I've snipped some things uh, together before, but now I'm actually like trying to use tricks to actually make things look um, interesting. And it's lucky for me, I'm doing sort of a, um, sort of a Halloween sort of spooky thing. And um, I'm using like kind of some like horror editing kind of almost tropey things in my video and they don't look uh, amazing. Like it looks like, it looks like I'm, it looks like good editing for the eighties. <laughs> Um, but like, um, yeah, just like these weird little things. Like I'm learning how to sort of, uh, make this one item look kind of ghostly and float around. Uh, and I was pretty proud of that. Um, I put my, I, I took a video of myself and I put myself inside of an object. Um, I'm trying not to spoil what my sketch is about, but, um, yeah, I was kind of just like tweaking, tweaking lots of weird little things to make, uh, this new video look look uh neato <laughs> um that's magneto wow. um so i want to say one quick thing um yep. i want to take us some guesses about what yourself what you put yourself inside of can I, can i take three guesses don't tell me if i'm right or wrong about any of them i okay okay you put yourself inside of a pirate's treasure box like you're the pirate's treasure like you're where the x marks the spot okay guess one you are in a jack-o'-lantern. That was guess two. Um, you are the, the the stirring stick of a cup of tea. <laughs> guess three. There you go. There's three guesses. I'm really happy about those three guesses. Um, I'm really happy about them, too. <laughs> so I'm glad you liked my three guesses. Um, I was really proud of them. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you'll see the sketch. Uh, I guess I might as well just say now. Uh, it should be coming out uh, in podcast time tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, I want it out in time for Halloween uh, Halloween week. So, yeah, maybe tomorrow or maybe, yeah, whatever. So, not by the time this podcast drops, but by the time, um, by the next day. I don't know. I'll plug this again next week. We have another podcast before Halloween. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I basically... Yeah, I just, I'm not a good photo, I'm not a good editor, but I have, I feel like I'm getting better and I feel like I'm learning like weird little tricks and um, I'm pretty happy with how this is turning out because it's like, <laughs> I think it's working out for a comedic effect that they are slightly half-assed versions of these effects. We're <laughs> um, um, like, if I had better equipment and better skill, I would probably do a better version of them, but yeah. Hi. Um, okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. When you, so you kind of talked a little bit about this, but when you acquire a new skill or when you're like trying to like figure something new out, mm -hmm. how, how are you doing it? Okay. So I, I'm a, I'm a big, um, I, I'm a big, like, uh, what is it? Self-learner, self-teacher, whatever, self-learner. <laughs> 
where I do really well in just like messing around with stuff or like basically just like Googling what I want. Um, I don't know when I like I first learned how to build websites, for example, like I was never um, I was never I was never taught how to make websites. Um, I, I used to take programming classes, but programming and web development are not. Um, let's just say they do not they do not have the overlap. I, I'm sure most people think they do. So learning learning HTML versus learning coding um, basic like programming languages is completely different. So I, I learned I always knew I wanted to do like website stuff. So I just started like looking at people's websites, thinking like, how do I do what they're doing? And then I would like pick it apart, which you can like view the source of a web page. And then I would just sort of tinker with that and like see what I could do. And um, I've always been a big tinkerer <laughs> in that way. And that sort of kept going. Like I'd always think of things I wanted. Like I was like, so at first I, when I was learning how to make websites, I learned the HTML, that's the basic stuff. And then I was like, how do people make these websites where every page has the same like look to it, same like template. But uh, as far as I had learned uh, way back in 1997 about this or whatever, <laughs> there was like no way to, I didn't know how to like programmatically um, make a website that all the pages look the same without having to go in and update all those individual pages. So I was like, well, there's no way all these big companies go in and change all their pages individually. So how, did they, how does that work? And that's when I learned it was like, uh, well, there's, there's a couple ways, but the way I learned was that you could use programming languages to sort of like, uh, if you will, call templates and things on a website. And that's how you get it to um, build itself, basically. So then I, then I basically found that out and then learned how people did that. And then, uh, and then, I don't know, just started doing it. And that was like the beginning of me making sort of modern websites. And then from, that's sort of like the most basic example of like, I know they know how, to, I know there's a way to do this. I want to know how. <laughs> and then I just, you know, re, you know, either find a book about it or Google it. Uh, I'd say back then I was finding books about things like this because that's how you would learn because Google wasn't uh, even a thing in like the late 90s. <laughs> um, but then, um, uh, yeah, I'd say now with like the, the video editing things, like it's the same thing. Like I know there's a way to do this. I know people have done this, so I'll just Google, you know, how do you make this thing happen from this like movie, or or how do they do this scene, or uh, how do you like make something less visible? I don't know. Like I ask myself very random questions, and then I sort of will just Google them because I know it's possible. I guess that's what I that's, that's how I go in, knowing something is possible, and then figuring out how somebody did it. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and I'd say just knowing something's possible is a big driver in like me looking for it. Like if I didn't think something was possible, I probably wouldn't even bother looking. <laughs> okay. So like, it's like, like a vision board it, to no, not really a vision board, a dream it, do it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, what are some other things in your life that you have done this way? Like that have you taught yourself or acquired the skills yourself? Um, man, I don't know if I have anything that I'm like specific about acquiring skills by myself. I guess like uh, a lot of things like, I mean, I tend to think that, you know, I'm not going to say, I don't know how this happened, but I'm assuming like, you know, before I started doing improv, you know, and, and all that, like, sure, that's the way you learn how to do improv. But like, it's sort of like that observational way you'd like learn what, how to like, how a joke is structured or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I guess like throughout your life, there's like tons of things that you just acquire through not, not being taught it explicitly, but you're just sitting there observing and realizing. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like true. my, oh, go ahead. Oh, I said, I think that is definitely true. Yes. Um, I'd say like one, a thing that I'm kind of currently going through, and this is fact, this is uh, due to the fact that I've started reading again, uh, is I've really started noticing the difference between movies and books. And I've also been watching a lot of movies. That should also be stated. <laughs> and not just like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm thinking like how how you film, how how you write a book to become a movie or how how movies that aren't from books are written. I don't know. That's my new thing. It's all It all comes back to my, uh, 
that comes back to creating sketches and editing things is it's I'm actually like thinking a lot about how books and movies treat that stuff and how it has to be different. And so how my written word, when I write a sketch has to be acted or performed or whatnot differently because I'm filming it versus like somebody reading my sketch. I don't know. That's a weird one. <laughs> I think that's true. I think like, People are doing so many table reads right now, like over Zoom and stuff. And I think there is something inherently different about the reading of a script versus seeing the images. Like, clearly there's something different. Like, I don't think a, a script could probably ever be as funny, even if it is does have jokes. But then sometimes things land better in the, like, writing room or in the, the sketch room than they do once they're performed. And it's, it's weird to know when and why that is. Yeah, I'll say uh, sort of an interesting side note to that is there's this, uh, there's a book called The Confeder Confederacy of Dunces. Have you ever read it? I have not read it, but I have heard of it. Uh, it's, um, it's, a, uh, it's a movie that I've heard, or it's a book that I've heard they've been trying to turn into a movie for years but have been unable because uh, it's just like the jokes aren't translating to script, to written word, or the written word isn't translating into a script. That is like also funny. I have read not all of the book, but I've read uh, good chunks of it, and I do intend on reading it all someday. Because <laughs> um, you're a reader now, Matt. I know, I can finally finish that book. Um, but uh, yes, I've just always heard it's it's been like challenging and it's like, well, you know what, maybe not all books should become movies. And I think that's basically what they've learned with this one um, is that it's just so funny as a book. It's just like doesn't deserve to be ruined as a movie. OK, um, 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 I have heard that George R. R. Martin tried to write um, Game of Thrones to be unadaptable. And your mileage may vary about how they landed the this show. However, I do think the at when they were actually adaptating the book, they did a great job. It's when they had to go off on their own and try to rush it because they just wanted to be done. That you is. read the books? I've read the first one and like a little bit of the second. Okay. I think one good thing that the show definitely did is that it aged up all the characters. So while it was still gross and weird in the TV show, their ages, um, they weren't as gross and weird. Okay. <laughs> um, no opinion. I didn't, haven't read the books or watched the show, except for the one where that guy gets his dick cut off. I've seen that one. Um, um, that's not even the worst thing that happened on that show. Uh, I don't know if it's the same episode, but I've also seen the guy who, I've seen um, whoever Sean Bean plays, I saw him die, because <laughs> he always it dies. Not the same episode. Mm -hmm. uh, completely different season. Wow. Um, and that's still not the worst thing that's ever happened. Uh, those are just the two things I remember seeing. <laughs> um, there was one fight scene between Oberyn and the Hound. Um, and the Hound explodes um, explodes Oberyn's head by squeezing oh, his eyeball. I have seen that. I've seen that too. I have seen that's that. That's the worst thing that the show did. Um, I've, those are like the three scenes I've seen of the whole show. Um, very good. Um, sounds adaptable to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't mean to bore people with how I learned how to do programming and how to edit videos. So, um, have you, have you picked up any skills, uh, any random skills, like, um, at any at any point, doesn't matter when it was. I, I picked one from like 1997, so <laughs> go for it. Well, when I was seven, well, 1997, I was seven. I was picking up so many skills. I was learning how to read, learning how to add. I was learning the basics of being a human being. Is All right, that what you're let, talking about? let us do what they did with Game of Thrones and age you up a bit. <laughs> and uh, let's say um, let's say you, you a skill maybe you didn't like. Hmm. I doesn't necessarily, it, it's maybe a skill that you um, didn't need to pick up, but, you know, just like felt like doing it or whatever. <laughs> say I picked up learning how to knit. Um, one of my friends taught me and then I kind of just did it. Um, uh, that same goes with embroidery and cross stitch. 
Um, but I think what is interesting about each of those three things, my friend taught me how to knit. Um, but with all three of them, I kind of refuse to watch YouTube videos. Not like, uh, like a lot, but I like, it's that, that's not how I acquire skills. I, I don't watch videos. I don't really do anything. I just see what I can do and then I figure out and I get better over time. Um, so when I knit, the thing about this is that I know how to knit one thing in one kind of stitch, which is to make a scarf and one kind of stitch that I don't even know the name of. And then I know how to close it off, but I don't even know if I close it off right. I close it off in the way that makes sense to me. And I don't know exactly if I'm starting it correctly because I'm just kind of making it up because I don't want to have to rewatch the videos. Although recently I was making a stuffed sloth. Yeah, I'm really cool. Um, and it, I needed to know how to do the French knot. And I could not figure it out based on the written instructions. I just gave up and did like two stitches to make it look decent. Um, and then finally I did watch how to make it because it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how to do this. I'll say sometimes watching the video just like can point you a little bit in the right direction. Like um, I won't even necessarily uh, watch a whole, I very rarely watch a whole video, but like if they're, if I'm like, how do I do this? And then the thing is like, go to the something menu. I'm like, boom, I'm like, go to that menu. I'm pausing the video. I'm going to the menu. I'm just like going to go find it. But like, depends on if there's like a million options, you know, or if like, you don't know where you're going at all. I guess with like, certain certain skills like you can just like figure out a solution and then other ones there's like such an infinite such a vast amount of possible solutions that you want to at least have some guidance i i mean listen i think you're right i should be watching videos when i don't know what to do i just don't um, listen you do you i often will google how to do something on my computer like how what is the like quick code or whatever that's called to take a screenshot. I actually have that memorized now, but I had to, I used to have to look it up all the time. And yeah. on a Mac, it's command shift four for a specific amount. And oh. it's command shift three for the whole screen. If you're curious, wow. um, I looked that up. Um, I recently made a Google Classroom on Google Docs, um, and I had to watch a video to it. But the part of the reasons I don't like videos is that they're just so long. It's like, let's speed it up yeah. a little bit, guys. So That's I kept forwarding, yeah. and then I would miss stuff, and I'd have to go back, but I was still like, I got no time to watch you move your arrow around. Yeah, I no, I agree with that, because I'm like, if I'm, um, that's why I think like I will just like watch until I get to the part that tells me what menu to go to or whatever. And I'm like, that's it. That's all I want to know. And like, I, you know, you have to skip like almost every tutorial about how to do something is like first drag your uh, video clip into the timeline. I was like, yeah, I already did that part. That's the part everyone does. <laughs> and then so I've just skipped forward to the part that's actually getting to it. Um, well, um, I guess I guess I want to be a little more. Uh, open it up, oh, not open up, I don't know. I guess what I want to say <laughs> is that acquiring a new skill can just be a really, a really great way to uh, scratch an itch. You know, if you're, if you're feeling like bored or at any way, like in any kind of rut, um, creatively or intellectually, um, I mean, I guess I didn't acquire the skill to read, but I have <laughs> acquired the desire to read recently. So it's like, it's nice, you know, to change things up a little bit and then like have something, I don't know, new to do. And I mean, now I'd say for me with back when I learned how to make the web pages the way I did, like it opened a whole new world of how to make web pages. Like basically started my whole career that led me to this point. <laughs> um, and, you know, the video editing thing is like, for a long time, it was like kind of the scary thing or this thing that I like wanted to do very quickly. And now like, I'm kind of having fun doing it because I'm, I'm experimenting around. Um, and I think just more broadly to that, like, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe just uh, if you're like, hey, wait a minute, why don't I know how to do something, anything? Why don't I know how to mm, play guitar? Why don't I know how to... Um, Make uh, looking around my apartment. 
uh, I don't know how to do, like, I've always liked architecture, but I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know, re, you know try using, try designing your own little house on your computer. You don't have to, nothing has to be for your job. You can just do things for fun. <laughs> um, I do just want to caution the listeners that design architecturally all you want. Please do not build architectural designs unless you have done the trainings. Okay, Matt? I, I think you should teach yourself, teach, teach yourself how to do it. Teach yourself how to do it. Put your concrete down, okay? I'm gonna lay these bricks. I'm learning masonry, okay? <laughs> okay listen, that's fine. They're just, I'm worried about the structural soundness of your product. Um, listen, I'm gonna live in it, okay? That's what makes me nervous. I don't want the bricks to fall on you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thanks. This is not a friendship. <laughs> I want you to develop this skill, but I also want you to be safe. Uh, yeah, okay. Everyone, just, just so we're clear, be safe with your new hobbies. Um. Um, something I've been trying to do recently is I've been trying to cook more. Um, from my apple picking experience, I have so many apples. So I have to, I have to figure out something to do with all these apples. But I also, um, I get this, did I mention this in my, my, my subscription food boxes? I don't remember. I get this thing called Misfits Box. Um, and it, I get a bunch of vegetables and I have to like figure out new recipes and how to use them. And while I still don't think I'm a good cook, I at least have been trying new types of recipes than I ever have had before. Good. <laughs> that feels good. Even though I hate making them because they take so long to make. But then you learn more stuff for later. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes some things take a certain amount of time no matter what. I mean, I do think I have like gotten more ideas like, oh, I could use this thing for this. Or, okay, I know how to bread avocado and put them in my air fryer, so I could probably do it with uh, this other type of thing and see how that turns out. Fun fact, I make hella good um, air fryer avocado fries with a chipotle mayo. No big deal. Have I only made them twice? Yes. But were they both good? Hella, hella good both times? Absolutely. Very good. Um, yeah, I, speaking of cooking, I guess like I've watched, uh, I've been watching, uh, you know, Nailed It, uh, the baking show <laughs> a few times. Hey, I mentioned it a few times, but uh, I think occasionally like I watch that and I'm not, I'm not going to become a baker. Baking is not of any interest to me. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, watching it is like, um, they do these like videos in the beginning where they talk about the person and why they think they are a good baker, even though the premise of the show is that everyone is a poor baker or amateur baker. And then they have to do like professional level things. But it's funny watching like the people say like, I think I'm a good baker because I can do this. And they almost always do something super boring, like make cookies or a pie or something where I'm like, the show that you're about to be on, it, they're gonna make you make like freaking Superman cake or whatever, or like, <laughs> uh, you know, big light up jack o cake. Like your skill level is nowhere near what this show is like asking for. So it's like kind of funny when people think they're good enough. But all that being said, like, I feel like a lot of the people on the show are like, uh, I think they get inspired from being on it because like they realize like, oh, I can do this like crazy, ridiculous thing. And that seems like it'd be kind of neat. Like if you were just making boring old cakes and then all of a sudden you go on this show and you're not good on the show, but like it maybe inspires you to become like really good at making, I don't know, crazy cakes or whatever. <laughs> I, so I don't watch Nailed It that often, although I have watched it from time to time. I've dabbled. Um, there's a new season of Great British Bake Off. Um, and when I do watch the show, I'm like, I could try this insane recipe that I've never heard of. That wouldn't be hard. Of course it would be hard. Um, and I don't even know if I have the right equipment all the time. Um, however, little, little topical discussion about Great British Bake Off. I can make a brownie better than all of those contestants. Wow. Those are some... We're fighting words. Those are fighting but words. I make decent brownies. It's not. It's not me that it's a critique of. It's them. They were all. They were bad. Wow, interesting. Um, they should it, pick up is, the skill of being better at brownie making than you. 
<laughs> okay, brownies are the easiest thing to make. They all did a bad job. Okay. Was that just like the most recent episode or something? Yeah, it was the most recent episode. <laughs> the internet was a buzz about it. I'm surprised you didn't see anything about brownies being bad. Um, maybe I did and didn't realize what it was for and just kept kept walking on. I don't know. The problem was is that they all made them way too complicated. They like would put passion fruit on top or like all these other things. But a good brownie is just a good brownie. Mm. Just make a brownie. Wow. Um, so uh, the important thing about acquiring new skills is knowing which skills you're never going to acquire and mine will never be to make brownies. I, I don't think. A little flour, um, a lot of chocolate, some other ingredients. My one attempted at baking is on YouTube. It's been discussed on this podcast before, but it is of me making pretzels. <laughs> and they come out. It's still uh, funny. It's still funny to me that you just thought you could just do a yeast thing. Did you let it rise? Have I ever asked you this? I don't remember what I did. I don't remember. You probably I don't remember what I did. I think I over, I think I used too much water. I don't know. Um, I didn't see the thing with that. It's like, I, I did it once. It's like, it's almost like an attempted acquired skill that I, that I went for there. But then I was like, I don't, eh, I don't like this. I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't, I've never, it's never been a requirement of mine that I'd be good at something immediately. But uh, that was something that I was just like, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bad in the kitchen. I can follow instructions usually. It's just sometimes when they get to be super weird, it's beyond me and I don't care. <laughs> Listen, baking is uh, not for everyone. I, for example, never really want to learn how to code. That's, I feel like that's not for me. But you know who it is for? Who? You. Wow. Baking's for me. Coding's for you. I will say I did just get a new project at work and I decided to keep it interesting for myself that I would do it a totally different way than I'm used to doing it. And I did it and it's pretty good. <laughs> Usually I build my websites with PHP. This time I just use all JavaScript. That's all I need to say about it. <laughs> wow. Um, I play this game called um, Dragon's Merge. It's my dumb phone game of the moment. And I, um, when I, if you beat a level so many times, you get like special rewards. So I've been going back through all the levels and trying to beat them more times to get the special rewards. But every single time I try to challenge myself with another way of beating it. There you go. You're a real completionist. I want to get those dragon eggs so I can merge them in my camp. You got to chase that dragon. Oh, I'm chasing it. Um, uh, okay, so I don't know. I, I, I guess that's the topic. Okay, so I do think it's important that you acquire new skills. It keeps your mind sharp. Um, I love to cross-stitch. I love to knit. I love to embroider. Those are all things that I acquired. Um, and like you said, you're not going to be good at them right away. Yeah, I'd say, like, don't... The, the message is sort of don't stop acquiring uh, stuff because we've all acquired many a skill. I mean, seven-year-old Emily was learning how to do all kinds of things. Um but then, you know, and then I feel like, at a, you know, through a certain age, you are, you're busy, like, sort of at a specific kind of almost end point, I guess, like, I don't know, one to two years out of college, like, that's like sort of a target zone, <laughs> uh, or one to two years after high school, either way. Um, I feel like that's like a thing where you, when you're two years out of like, uh, what will I call it, forcible education of being in either college or high school, <laughs> Uh, you know, you may not think to go and learn new skills, but, you know, at any age, it's uh, good to just add new things that maybe nobody asked you to learn or, you you know, you just want to learn for fun. Or maybe it is to, like, get a better job or change jobs or, I don't know, any number of things. But it's it can just be fun, um, a fun thing to do. <laughs> it is fun. Um, listen, I should acquire a new skill. What, what skill should I acquire next? Um, let's see. You're already a perfect singer. So it's time to work on that. That's uh, fantastic. The, I, I don't, that's what you say. Uh, the percussions in the podcast are great. Um, 
nothing like a nothing like a drum roll from you. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's um, I don't know. What do you need? <laughs> well, to go back to reacquiring, I would love to. Um, I'd love to take a drawing class. I'd love to draw, and I never do it. There you go. Just go buy a sketch pad and some. What do you like? Colored pencils or just regular pencils? I, uh, I, I well, either regular pencil or charcoal pencil. I like a charcoal pencil because I think it's a little more uh, flexible. There you go. Uh, go out and get it. Okay. There you go. Go acquire that. Go reacquire that skill. Um, uh, besides editing, is there any skill you want to acquire slash reacquire? Oh man, I don't know what I do next. Uh, I used to be I used to be halfway decent at creating music on a computer, <laughs> which I think would actually be very helpful to said um, video editing because then I could make my own music for my own videos. Um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna I'm not sure if I'm gonna go back to that one or not. I don't know. I'm too busy with this editing thing. I have to make this like old hat first, and then <laughs> then I can learn a new new like technical skill. Okay, so you want to uh, keep acquiring editing skills. I think I need, I, yes, I need to continue to work on this until it, until it bores me, <laughs> until it, it's like easy, I guess. That's really the, the thing. And then, I don't know, I can work on something else. I can work on getting back on my guitar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to hit these monthly sketch uh, milestones I've set for myself, so... Uh, I keep busy with that a lot. Can I tell you a story about from my school school days? Please do. So, um, this is about keeping up with your sketch goal and to not stress yourself out too much. Are you ready? Yes. So we read this book called Ish, which is all about this kid who learns that he doesn't have to do things perfectly. Time, and as long as he's doing his, that's great. Well, man, even if you don't meet your deadlines exactly, if you do your best work, that's great. <laughs> um, I have been thinking a lot about doing my best and not being a perfectionist. Because um, I've, I've got a bit of a perfectionist streak in me, and I'm trying to be less, that, be less concerned with that. <laughs> that's what the book is all about. Because he loves to draw, but then his brother makes fun of his drawing skills. But it turns out, so he crumbles up all of his pictures. But it turns out his sister has been keeping all of his pictures. And he goes into her museum of his artwork. And he's like, but these are terrible. And he's, she's like, no, they're great. And he said, but it doesn't even look like a vase of flowers. And she said, it looks flower-ish. Flower hmm. That's the whole point. He did his best work. It's ish. Well, that's the skill. Asking we do our best-ish work. Well, that's a skill I'm trying to acquire right now. So we'll work on that one too. <laughs> um, I just sent you a link to this book. It's good. Um, yeah, well, I'm working on it. <laughs> Proud of you. Um, um, and I'm excited to see the sketch. Listener, I haven't even seen it. It's true. This is the first time hearing about this sketch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, ghost saying boo and surprising you. I'm also surprised by this sketch. Um, boo. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the topic. Um, go out and acquire a new skill, everyone. Do it. It's a command by me. Um, wow. Is that how this podcast works? I command people to do stuff. Topic done? Topic done. Um... Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? I'm actually getting my, my calendar right now. Um, well, so I do have some stuff. What was that? Go ahead. Um, uh, so I do have some stuff coming up. I'll have to open up to October. Um, ah! um, so I... Don't have anything in October, but in November, I have a um, a show um, for my lightning teams at the Armory um, on Zoom. 
um, email us if you want to be put on the waiting list um, on Monday, November 2nd, 16th and 30th. They're all at seven with my team we just met. Um, on November 6th, Matt and I, this is a plug for Matt too, we are part of a virtual ringers sketch program. We are in different sketches. I don't know how Matt's sketch is going. I don't even know how my sketch is going. <laughs> it's going great. Both of our sketches are going great. Um, but that is on November 6th. I don't know the exact time, but that is um, that's when they're being released to the world. Um, we're pre-recording them. And then, um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, very good, very good. Busy November. Um, well, yeah. I, have a new sketch, I have a new sketch going out tomorrow. <laughs> Check it out on my YouTube channel. Uh, that just, just look for me. Uh, there's two Matt Armandos on there. I'm this one. Uh, I'm not sure the sketch is gonna be called yet. I haven't uh, landed on a name yet, but can I pitch uh, three names? Sure. The pirate treasure hunt. Okay. The Jacko Pumpkin. I think there's mm -hmm. something. There. And um, the the human teaster. Mm, interesting. You notice those matched up to my earlier guesses? Did you notice that? I did notice because I, I took close note of your three guesses based on what my sketch is actually about. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, those are my listen. Okay. Um, do you have anything else you need to say? Are we Nine. good to end this? Okay. Uh, if you're not already subscribed, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. That would be great if you did. Um, also, for the latest updates, please uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, those usernames are TBD Podcast, the whole, the whole TBD Podcast. Um, and then you can also email us at uh, tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Whoa. That's everything, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Emily, great podcasting with you. Great podcasting with you this week and every week. Well, uh, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily. Okay. Hey, bye. <laughs>